On today's episode, we're going to be talking about why God's commands are not necessarily accompanied with explanations on Souls Rule 2. And welcome to Souls Rule 2. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And why is it that God promises things to His people if they obey Him, that there's always a condition, but He never explains Himself to them with blueprints and with metrics and with plans and, you know, whatever human minds th- think they need, right? And there's a scripture I want to give you. And uh, today, I'm a little clunky today with my hardware because I had to rebuild my computer because my computer died last week. So so I, I, I spent a week ordering parts and putting it back together and kind of, it takes a while before you uh, massage it into what you want it to be and, you know, fix it. So there it is. It's one of my side hobbies. So in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go out from your country, your relatives, your your father of your father's household to the land that I will show you. Then I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I will make you your name great so that you will exemplify divine blessing. I love that. Exemplify divine blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but those who treat you lightly, I must curse, and all the families of the earth will be blessed, will bless one another by your name. Now, of course, he's talking about the pre, pre precursor to salvation in Christ because of the lineage, right? Which is an amazing thing in the scriptures. But God gave Abraham this promise in maybe seven different aspects of it. He said, I will make of you a great nation. He said, I will bless you. He said, I will uh, make your name great. He said, you will be a blessing. He said, I will bless them that bless you. Then he said, I will curse those that curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So th- there's so much meat in this promise that it's like, wow, he must have been blown away when he heard this or skeptical, one or the other. But all of these promises rode on one single fact or, or promise that Abraham would have an heir or a son. In other words, none of this stuff could happen if he didn't produce a son. And that was one of the issues and one of the struggles in in Abraham's journey, that, that uh, he basically um, struggled through his whole life with, with the promises of God. And I think, you know, I've preached on Abraham before, and, I've, and I've, I did a seven-part series on this podcast about Abraham, but this is a, a different angle I'm taking today. Why does God give us promises without explanations that that's where i'm headed today that that's my my thing right there why does god say you know if you do this i'm going to promise i'll do that but he never explains the journey to you he never explains why you go through those things if god gave us the what the who the the why and the when and you know all those (laughs) there would be no reason whatsoever for us to ever trust him so in a sense this is why one reason why God does not give us explanations. We are so uh, uh, practically motivated, some of us, type A's, that we have to have every detail mapped out, planned out, synchronized and everything before we do anything. But I say that to say this, a promise points to God's all-sufficient power. In other words, if he's making the promise, it means that he has the power to accomplish the promise. A naked promise denotes the fact that we must trust that God will do what he said 
in his time, in his way, in his what, who, how, whys, and whens, in his manner. And that's why Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has made everything fit beautifully in its appropriate time. That is such a beautiful scripture on trust, on trusting God with your journey. But also, I want to say this, that a promise points to God's character, not just His power, but to His character. God has the power to fulfill the promise, but He also has the character to do it. In other words, it shows that God's promise is guaranteed by His character. And I say that because uh, often we don't realize that we have to trust God to get the promise accomplished. And trusting God means, to us, it means we have to trust His character. The promise is enough because God is enough. And this is why in the scriptures, unbelief is such an awful sin because it's a sin, it's an affront to God because it's basically saying, I don't trust you. And it is said that, you know, the first generation of Israelites that came out of Egypt, none of them got into the promised land because of unbelief. That's a serious thing. It could keep us from moving forward. But also I want to say this, that a promise points to the simplicity of God. Not that God is simple uh, in, in a simplistic way. I mean that the way He works is efficient, it's simple, and, it, and it, even if it doesn't make sense, it works. Our need to drive the bus of God's will for our lives can complicate things by obsessive planning and details. And so God makes it simple. What does He say? Trust me. Trust that what I'm promising you will happen if you obey me. Don't try to figure it out. You're going to get a headache. And there's a beautiful scripture in Proverbs that goes something like this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. So there it is. God is saying, don't lean on, on, on what you think it should be, but trust with your heart saying, look, my heart maybe doesn't line up with my head right now, but I'm going to believe God with what He said. It is possible to know every detail and still not trust God. And that's why Him explaining Himself to us would have no meaning to us. So no amount of explanations will bring about or even speed up the promise of God. We have to learn what it means to wait on God and to seek Him and to trust Him. So lastly, I want to give you this part to it. Our part is to obey and to trust God. You notice I read to you in Genesis 12, right, verses 1 and verses 2. Verses 1, there, there's a little space I underline there, go out. He said, go out from your country, from your relatives, from your father. In other words, you're going to learn, learn a whole new language, a whole new life. Verse 2 says, then I will make you into a great nation. And then he, he goes on with a promise. So here's the point. <clears throat> Excuse me for coughing there, but there's the there's the go, there's the obey, and then there's the then, the promise fulfilled, which means that our obedience to God on the journey is evidence of our faith in Him. When we obey Him, we're showing Him that we believe Him, because to believe is not just a mental idea, it's to live in accordance with. And thus it says in Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed the Lord... And the Lord considered his response of faith as proof of genuine loyalty. Or you might have the version King James that says it was evidence of righteousness. It's a beautiful scripture. So in obedience, we learn to trust God 
with one piece of the puzzle at a time. And and that that's a, a wonderful way to think about it when you think about it. And Andrew Murray wrote about that extensively, about, about giving God just one day and saying, Lord, I'm going to believe you for today. And then tomorrow, do the same thing. And, and then before you know it, a week goes by in a month, and you realize you're into the habit of obeying and believing God. And so in obedience, we learn to trust God with one little piece at a time. And there was a story, I think it was told by one of the missionaries um, in, in uh, Streams in the Desert. I think it was, it was one of those. But I'm, I'm saying it by memory, but it, it's a true story of, of um, where um, somebody had, had had a, it was either a dream or a vision of, of their journey. And they wanted the whole journey mapped out, you know, because it was these dark, foreboding woods. And um, because they couldn't see the next turn or the next dip or the next rise. And all they can see is like a few steps ahead of them. And then, you know, where do I go now? And so in the dream, God said, trust me with one step at a time. So trust me with this turn. And then, okay, now take a left here. Trust me with that turn. Now go uphill, trust me with that incline, right? And then go downhill, trust me with that decline. And and the point is, is that the whole journey is based on trusting God at every step of your life. So if you like this podcast, if you like this podcast, leave a like and uh, please check out our uh, our uh, you know how we connect with you guys. We connect basically through YouTube, through Buzzsprout, through Spotify through Google Podcast, Facebook, and that's how we connect. And uh, and I want to encourage you to join us if you haven't joined us by subscribing and like this podcast and recommend it to somebody because we want to grow it, okay? So until next time, so great to be with you. God bless you.